Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. This is the show for women who are tired of feeling tired, the sick of the to-do lists and the constant juggling of balls and spinning of plates, and they are ready to start putting themselves first again. Welcome back to the Best Self Podcast. It's your host, Nicola Fullstow. And today we are talking about how to make a better decision or in fact, how to make any decision if you're in a place where you are just completely overthinking everything. And if you've been stuck for quite some time, then this might be the podcast to help you. And I am, I'm going to share something with you now. I am notoriously indecisive. I'm a Libra after all. And Libras are well known for being so indecisive. And it's often because I can see the good in things and I can also see the bad in things. And I sort of end up not knowing which way to go because I can often have a very realistic, if you like, vision of how things will go. So in some ways that scares me and in other ways I can see the benefits. So rather than just getting on with doing something, I tend to ruminate a lot. So becoming a better decision maker is something that I've had to become as a leader in a business and as a mum and just in my own life in terms of showing up for myself, I've just had to learn how to make better decisions. So it's been something that I have been crafting in my own life for a while now. And the techniques that I'm going to share with you today and the process that I'm going to take you through is something that I do often with clients because I work with people who are often coming to me because they are feeling stagnant, stuck, lost, overwhelmed, a bit of everything. Um, And it usually boils down to the fact that they are unable to make a decision about what to do next. So if that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. So today I'm going to take you through a bit of a process. You may want a pen and paper because this is the exact process that I use myself when I'm trying to make any decision. And it's also the process that I use with my clients when I'm trying to support them and coach them through making some decisions or just getting unstuck. Because I think the key to getting unstuck a lot of the time is actually getting out of your head and just doing something. But sometimes if you've been stuck for a really long time or in a position where you felt fearful of moving out of your comfort zone for a long time, then just taking any action can be quite daunting. And I think the power of this process that I'm going to share today is in that it is really, really simple to the point of being obvious, but it always helps to have a little bit of a system. I think I like to have a little system and I often look back through my journals you know, when I've, I've found a lesson or found um, a tool or technique that really helps me, I journal it. And then when I'm coming up against a new challenge or something like that, I look back through my journals and I've marked the places and the techniques and the tools that have helped me. And this is one that I've just used time and time again after journal, after journal, after journal. So I really hope that it helps you today. Um, so we are going to begin because there is no better time than right this minute to make a new decision and move out of this stuckness 
that you have been in for quite some time. So the first step that we're going to make really is to define the problem. Why does a decision need to be made right now? What is making you feel unhappy, drained, unfulfilled to a point where you feel like you need to do something different? Because that is really what we're talking about here. You are in a place where you're not happy and you know you need to do something in order to get happy again. But you kind of can't decide what to do. You've been weighing the pros and cons around and around in your head and you just can't figure it out. So the first step is to define what is the problem. Is the problem that, you know, emotionally you feel off balance? Is the problem about somebody else? Is it even your decision to make? So really define the problem. Number two. The next step is to really think about right now what your priority is in regards to the situation. What do you want? What do you want to accomplish by making a decision? How do you want to feel? How do you want to move forward in your life? How do you want to grow and expand through the process of making this decision? And I think that's really, really important to get your priorities in a row when you're doing this process, because as you move through the process and as you gain momentum and start doing things again, you will get distracted. And I'll share a little bit about that later on. But it's really very important right now to have complete and utter clarity over what it is that you want in your life or business or both, whatever situation it is that you're making a decision over, it's so important that you have clarity. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, recently been working with a client and she has been finding her business quite stuck, quite stagnant. It's never fully recovered after COVID. And she has really, really struggled to A, get business, but B, transition into something new because she's quite overwhelmed by the prospect of that. So this happens a lot. It's when change is kind of thrust upon us. It was not our decision to make a change. It's kind of just thrown upon us and we have to cope with the effects of that. And that can put people in a position where their back feels against the wall and they feel the need to make a decision because they know they can't stay where they are, but it never really felt like it was their decision to make. They feel like they're being forced to move when it wasn't really their choice. So when I was coaching this client and we were doing a lot of work around this particular issue, it came up that really the priority was financial stability. It was that that was causing her to feel stressed. It was that that was causing her to feel less than. And that was her words, not mine. Um, she felt like she wasn't contributing to part of the household. She wasn't meeting people anymore. She was quite lonely. She felt like she didn't have a focus on her day. But the overriding factor that was stressing her out was financial. So it was really important throughout this process that we kept that in our minds because as you'll see as we go through the process, and this may happen to you, you may think of lots and lots of options that make your life quite complicated because you want to do them all. So it's important that you have clarity over what it is you're trying to achieve. So essentially I'm saying 
define the outcome that you want, whether it's a feeling, an emotion, a state of being, financial, health, whatever it is, you need to define the outcome. It could be more energy. It could be more time with your children. It could be, I don't know, a more fulfilling role at the company that you work for. It could be a complete change in career. Whatever it is, why are you wanting to make a decision about something? Why are you feeling stuck? And what is the outcome you want? The next thing that I always try to tell people is that often when people are in this state where they feel stuck and stagnant and they're unable to move, often overthinking everything and going around and around and around in circles, it's because they're approaching the situation with an all or nothing brain. It's black or it's white, it's right or it's wrong, it's left or it's right, it's this way or that way. There are no in-betweens, there are no shades of grey, it's a very all or nothing situation. And when things are all or nothing, the stakes feel high. It feels high risk. So to reduce the stress, reduce the urgency, reduce this feeling of pressure of making the, and I'm doing inverted commas here, right decision, it's critical you get out of this all or nothing thinking. There are not all, but very few decisions that people need to make day to day and in their life that are life or death. And I'm not saying that there aren't any, but in the main, the people who I'm working with, the decisions are not life and death. The decisions are not critical. They are, they just feel it because they, they are approaching it with this all or nothing brain. So to get out of that, I need you to try and think of as many options as you possibly can. Aim for three, if possible, but every one that you get after that, you'll feel better. So ideally, if you can get to three or four options of what you can do to get out of this stuck state. So I'm going to use an example. The client who I was coaching and the issue was financial was because a business wasn't particularly functioning very well at the time we were doing our coaching. So her all or nothing brain was coming at it as I carry on with the business or I close the business. But actually, once we started to explore options, we thought, well, there's a number of options. You could get a part-time job and then continue trying to run the business in the rest of your time. You could pivot the business and start offering, you know, diversifying and offering different products or services. You could have a complete career change. You could get a full-time job. You know, there were all of these options once we sat down and had a look at it in a very strategic way, looking at a skill set, looking at her circumstances and a situation and all the resources she had available to her. We came up with about six or seven options. So the, the more options you can get, the better, because it will just help you to feel more empowered to make a choice. And that is why people often feel so stressed when they have this major decision to make, because they don't feel like they have a choice. They feel like it's such a high risk decision that if they choose the wrong one, they'll never recover. 
And I need you to know right now that's not the case. Maybe it could be in it. You know, if it is, then please do drop me a line. And I'm, I'm trying not to generalize here, but in the main, this isn't life or death. And you can hopefully come up with more than two options for where you can go with this. And it's very hard to talk about this. I'm just realizing now it's so hard to talk about this when you don't actually have an example. So I'm trying to make it general because, you know, I want it to be able to appeal to you, whatever the decision is that's going around in your head. But actually, it's really hard to talk about generally. So I'm going to continue on here to use my client as an example, because I think it's much easier to imagine the scenario and work through this exercise when you've got an example. So the next step, number four in the process, is to evaluate your options. Look at each one of your options, and hopefully you've got more than two by now, and look at each of those options. And you're looking at the pros, you're looking at the cons for sure. But I need you to go one step further with that. I need you to look back at the outcome that you want. What is it that you're wanting to get away from? What is it that you're wanting to move towards? And then you need to have a look at what have you potentially got to gain from this option? And what could you potentially lose? What are the risks? and weigh them all up through the lens, and this is the important bit, through the lens of the outcome that you desire. And this is where people go wrong with the decisions because they forget really how to define the problem in the first place. They forget that the situation is something they need to make a decision on because they need to change. And they forget the reasons why, and they just get stuck with this awful decision. If you're looking at everything through the lens of why you want to make the change, it becomes easier. So weigh up your options. So I'm going to give you an example. So the client I was particularly working with and were weighing up whether she should leave the business open, close the business, and then we came up with about another four options. And one of those options was that she'd actually had a chat with someone who she used to work with and it used to be in a very fast-paced, intense, busy, yet fulfilling industry. And this person had offered her a job and the job really, really, really excited her. And it was a job that she did before she'd had children. She knew what it took, she knew the hours, she knew the stress levels and she knew the excitement and fulfillment of the job and how she was good at it. So all of a sudden she found herself getting reeled into this idea of this job again and how exciting it was. And it was good money. So it was a massive tick in the box of the outcome that she wanted, which was financial stability at the time. However, as we were going through our exercise of the outcome that she wanted and really clarifying what a successful outcome would be, it was so, so important to her that she still had work-life balance, that she could still pick her children up from school on some days, that she still had the headspace and time to sit with them of, of an evening and help them with the homework or talk to them about the day, have a family dinner together. That was so important to her and it was painful for her 
to even imagine having to give that up because her business all these years had given her that flexibility to be with the children as they grew up, whilst also following a passion, utilizing her strengths and skills and earning really good money from that. So because we clarified her outcome, her main desires and how she wanted her life to look, she started to quickly identify that even though she was getting seduced by the glamour of this job again and the fact that she could wear like a nice, you know, a nice outfit to work and, you know, she could see herself heading out the door, coffee cup in hand, you know, that executive lifestyle again that she loved in her 20s. She then realized that she's a different person now with different responsibilities and actually with different desires than the 20 year old version of herself. Now in her forties, it was almost an easy decision to make. And whilst the job and the allure of it and the glamour of it kept sort of bringing her back to, Ooh, this is exciting. She could also see the reality of it through the lens that she was making the decision through. So it really kept, it really kept her grounded in making this decision rather than having just absolute magpie syndrome and being attracted by anything that shimmered, sparkled or shined in another direction. And that is why I go on and on and on about having clarity over what you want. Because if you don't have clarity upfront before you make a decision over why you need to make this decision, you will get distracted and, you know, attracted to all sorts of things that might not be the right option for you. But that's why this process is so, so powerful. So once you've weighed it up, it may be as simple as you've actually found your answer. You know what you need to do. But this next step really is a very much about tuning in to yourself. Imagine living those options. Imagine that you've made the decision already. It's done. And you are now living the result of that decision and quickly answer, just quickly answer this question. How does it feel? And whatever came into your mind then is definitely worth noting. That's your gut gut level speaking to you. That is your heart, your soul, your spirit, your gut telling you what it thinks. Because our head and our heart are completely different things. And what we're aiming at here is a decision that feels good for both. It makes sense, but it also feels right. When you're operating on that level where you're making decisions and taking action in a way that feels good for head and heart, then that's when you're motoring. That's when you move in. That's when success comes. So pay attention to your feelings. If something feels bad, if it feels off, then that might be something to explore. I have no doubt that you know what is the best course of action for you. I have no doubt you have the answers already. But the problem is that little voice in our heads or the devil on your shoulder is constantly coming up with reasons, justifications, excuses, things you should be worried about, anxieties, all these things 
to stop you from expanding, to stop you from growing and moving forwards. And that's why you're frustrated. That's why you're stuck because you know what you need to do. You're just lacking the courage to step up and do it. At the end of the day, it is our brain's function to keep us safe. Our brain isn't trying to stretch us. Our brain's trying to keep us where we are. And that's why it's so important to constantly be exercising your brain, to be training your brain, to work on mindset. Because leave your brain to its own devices and it'll keep you exactly where you are until change is thrust upon you. When you're always utilizing your brain to address challenges in new ways and to push through fear to a life that does expand and fulfill you, that's when life changes. So take note of your feelings, pay attention, but make sure you're self-aware enough to know when you're holding yourself back. So at this point, you should have identified the problem that you're currently experiencing or the challenge or the decision you need to make. You should have also identified the outcome that you want in as much detail as you possibly can what it looks like, how it feels, what it gives to you and how it will put you in a better place, how it moves you forward, how it expands you, what it's taking you away from and towards. You should then have a list of at least three options or alternatives that you can come up with to your current situation. This is to empower you, to make you feel like you have a choice rather than it's all or nothing, life or death. Then against each option, you should have pros and cons. You should have the benefits of doing something versus the risks. And you should have a sense and a feeling and an emotion about each one. Does it feel wrong? Does it feel right? Is it worth some more exploration? Now then, the next step I need you to hear me when I say is not permanent. Again, I have to caveat this, but there are few things that you decide to do that are permanent. Most of the time, you can make a different choice. Nothing stays the same. The one thing that is certain is change. The one thing that is certain is that things evolve. So, Don't look at this next step if you can, and I don't know your exact situation, but in most of the ways I'm working with my clients and the challenges we're working on, nothing is permanent. This is just a next step. Stop thinking of it as an all or nothing decision that could be catastrophic if you make the wrong one. Instead, just think of it as, this is what I'm going to try next. And this has been (laughs) life-changing for me. This has been life-changing for me as someone who has suffered with anxiety in the past, someone who has suffered from depression and someone who at one point in her life got so stuck, she couldn't make any decision. So that comes from me to you having done this process a million times myself now. It always helps me to reframe and say, do you know what? This is not life or death. This is just what I'm going to try next. Not what I'm going to do next. It's what I'm going to try next. And after I've tried that for a while, I'll evaluate and I'll continue 
But if I'm really not having fun or it's totally wrong for me or it all goes just bottom up, I can always make a different decision. I can always let go of that. I can always choose something else. It does not have to be permanent. So just reframe your ideas around this decision and start trying to just think of it as what shall I do next? What shall I try next? And see how that feels. And the last action and the most important one is now do something. Do something. Make a decision now. Which one are you going to try next? What are you going to do next? What's the plan? And you do not have to have this all mapped out. Forget perfection. We're not even trying to go there. This does not require a full on action plan typed up on your laptop, printed out and put in a beautiful binder. That is not what is required here. And I see this all the time. That my friend is procrastination. That is actually feeling like you've made a bit of a decision, but not actually taking any real action against it. That's just kind of making the decision, but lacking the courage to actually take the step forward. Do something real and commit to this next step. And just whether it's an, a phone call, an email, whether it's an action that you take yourself that no one else knows, but you know, do something and do it now, do it today. It has to be today if you can, because there's something about taking an action after you've made a decision that locks it firmly in place. Because if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you know that as time goes on, your brain starts to try and keep you safe again. Your brain starts going, whoa, 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 just hold on, hold on. Don't do that. You don't need to take any action on that. Just stay where you are. And you cannot keep doing this. You're here because you want to make a decision, right? So take some action and it doesn't have to be massive action. It does not have to be life-changing action. It just has to be a step towards a different direction. And you are not going to know the outcome of that yet. You aren't going to know the result of the actions you take because you do not have a crystal ball, just like I don't. But when you realize that what is keeping you stuck is actually your inability to make a decision and take action because you're fearful that you cannot control the result. And that is what is keeping you stuck. It's what's keeping life the same for you. And that is what's keeping you unhappy. So have you made your decision? Have you found this exercise useful? I would absolutely love to know. But please do make a decision today towards a better version of yourself. Towards that woman who is speaking to you, who is saying that there's more for you. Take a step towards her. What would she do? I have this funny thing in my head all the time. <laughs> and again, I use this when I'm making decisions. And I often think about someone I admire or respect in the area of what it is I'm trying to make a decision about. 
And I think of that person and I kind of channel that person, whether it be Oprah, whether it be um, like Jennifer Aniston, who, you know, I think has got such an incredible figure for her age or whether it's anybody who I know. And I always ask myself, what would that person do? If I was them right now, what would I be doing? And I've always found that helps me so much when I channel my inner Oprah or something along those lines. I always find it helps me. So I hope that last little tip today has helped you. But thank you so much for tuning into the Best Self Podcast. It has been a pleasure and privilege to be with you today. And I hope you've made some good decisions. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Self Podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, be sure to subscribe and you would also massively be helping a girl out if you would rate and review the podcast today. I would love to know what you thought. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Best Self Project and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.